This is the At 530 on Main podcast. I'm Sean Collins. And I'm Mike Davis. And we're here to discuss the convergence of digital and physical experiences in today's world. With Extend Group as an expert in designing online experiences and VPS Architecture, an expert on creating physical experiences, you will hear unique discussions on technology, theory, and more that merges our separate areas of expertise into one podcast experience. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy today's At 530 on Main podcast episode. All right, we are in the extension studio here at 530 on Main. We have Leslie Eads in the uh, podcast studio today. We have Mike Davis, Sean Collins. Um, We are here today to celebrate all things um, experience. We're here to talk to Leslie about how she uh, executes and guides her clients through that word experience, how she gets to that word. I'll give you a little background on Leslie here. Uh, you can find it all online. She has an awesome website. She'll tell you a little bit about that later. She's uh, very active on social media, but uh, Leslie owns and operates City Social Events. It's a craft and heart-driven company. I love that right there, craft and heart-driven company that creates and Uh, logistically executes events experiences within the community. She's uh, born in Evansville. She attended the University of uh, Southern Indiana, my alma mater. Go uh, Screegles. Uh, For her undergrad, she went to the University of Evansville uh, for graduate work, and she started City Social in 2016. She is an active dreamer. Uh, She loves what she does. She uh, seeks when she's not working to create those client experiences. She's outside looking for ways in which she can climb, run, do obstacle course races. She's a big Spartan uh, competitor. Bear crawling. Is that one of your favorite things? I would uh, favorites. Uh, uh, I guess it depends on how you define favorite. <laughs> yeah, in general, and basically the the last thing here is ge- training for life, and and that's that's very important. So, Leslie, welcome to at five thirty on Main. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, Mike, uh, what's what's going on in VPS architecture world today? What's going on in Mike oh. personally? What what experiences are you developing? A- a- enjoyable day, enjoyable day for sure, and. Ray for the holidays. Let's just put it, leave it at that. But one thing I did want to touch on in, in all that list, if I'm not mistaken, at Southern Illinois, you were a tennis player, right? So, uh, USI, yeah. You mean USI? Yeah. Yep. Getting everything yeah. confused yeah. right now. So, but You played tennis at USI. I did not know did, that. I did, yeah. Wow. I, uh, I walked on my freshman year, so... Yeah, I only played for one year, but it was a it was a really good year. I learned a lot. So yeah. yeah. So again, a good experience when you when you're listening off all the activities. That yeah. Yeah, I know uh, you're very involved in our community, um, both you know in your profession what you do, but you're also a big community advocate. Work for uh, several nonprofit organizations, and uh, we were just talking about core values and some of those other things, but. Um, as we talked about at 530 on Main, uh, Mike is an architect, designs physical spaces. We design consumer experiences, whether it be online or somewhat of an event or even something that's tactical in their hands. So um, if you don't mind, we like to get started with what is your definition of the word experience? Yeah, so my definition of the word experience experience based on what I do, how I live, is um, experience is a feeling. Um, It's a connection. Uh, So 
professionally, whenever I'm creating event experiences, what I'm trying to do is learn about who clients are and how we can create that feeling in a space where they're inviting guests in to share that with them. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about City Social. I said it was started in 2016. Tell us, uh, tell us about that uh, experience journey for you. Yeah, it has been a journey, that's for sure. Um, and I learned something new still every day. Um, but started in 2016, and um, the original idea was to create event experiences. Um, I didn't necessarily know what that meant at the time, uh, because you know, whenever you you start a business, you have this grand idea, and then until you actually start to do it, you don't know how it will be received, what what it will look like whenever you're you're out there implementing the plans that you've put together, um, and whenever you're actually doing the work and connecting with with people and seeing what they want. Because um, I originally, in my mind, I thought I would primarily be doing weddings, but I was also at that phase of my life, I was meeting with anyone I could just as a to have multiple mentors um, with entrepreneurship and um, just learning about all different aspects of starting a business. And so I was very open to that path taking me wherever it went. Um, and that led to me um, connecting with Scott Shimmick, who owns the ballroom at Sauced. Yeah. Um, and he, at the time, um, needed someone to come in and run their event space. And so he and I sat down and, um, you know, I was kind of like, well, I've got this idea. What if I run the event space, but, you know, not as an employee, but through City Social, yeah. you know, and I'll develop this system of processes to then work with your clients, you know, from start to finish. They'll have this, because I think the like for events, that it's not just the um, event that's the experience. It's every step of the way that is also an experience that's just as important. Yeah. Um, so through that, he and I um, started this working relationship, and I, I still uh, run the event space at the ballroom at Sauced. And so that was one thing I had no idea when I started. That was where it would go. Um and then, yeah, every step of the way is just kind of learning something new. Um, and then just last year, as we really got into what City Social meant, um, I worked with uh, Matt Wagner, Lauren Stacer of the Courthouse Creative Cooperative to rebrand uh, Blackstrap Media, did our website. Okay. Um, and Alex and Maria uh, Moyer did the first website. So it was just this collaborative process from start to where we are now. And um, so, yeah. Well, it's kind of cool. I like what you said in business they take it where mm -hmm. it goes and let it flow mm -hmm. i think a lot of times to me people get stuck well we do it this way mm -hmm. that's the only way mm -hmm. i'm not gonna ch and they don't change and they don't evolve mm -hmm. and i think that can hurt business as much as anything yeah yeah so you talked about you know you had a core target of you thought you might start in weddings and you know after going through the experiences with Scott there at Sauston and then you found that there was another opportunity um, how much has processes and the processes you talked about that experience all the way through how, how deep do you take that in building a consumer experience in building like I'm sure invitations are huge and how those are received and how they're delivered and or how someone is greeted when they walk in the space to the event and all those things. So how do you use whether it's I don't know, a lot of people uh, use, you know, SCORM, they use different, you know, different terminologies to define processes. Do you have a specific one uh, that it or have you adapted your own? Uh, 
all of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so for um, Sauced, and then we also manage the old courthouse venue space. So we use a program called Gather, um, and that's a venue management software. And so through that software, what I can do is go in and create templates for different stages of the planning process, oh, and wow. then also create different deadlines to assign to each file. So if someone books, you know, we, we do their um, electronic contract, and then I have a, a welcome email that basically sets out what the planning process process will look like. Um, I think that commu- communication is very important. So, you know, communicating to clients and people that end up booking like, okay, this is what the process ideally will look like. This is when you can expect to hear from me. Um, these are what my office hours are. This is how we communicate best. What? How do you communicate best? You know, kind of setting out that foundation first yeah. um, and then kind of operating from that uh, is very important. So, yeah. And so for the um, venues, it's crafting something that's specific to what that venue needs um, because the experience and the services that we provide for those venues is very different than um, the experience and the services that we provide for individuals that just book through City Social. Um, like for our wedding planning clients, we'll, we'll do something very similar. Where we'll, we'll set out like a, a timeline of what the planning will look like based on you know their wedding date. Um, and some clients will book three months out, some will book a year and a half out. So those processes will look very different um you know and i'm learning a lot too as we go and how to be most effective um depending on what people book and um and it's something i'm constantly learning too is you know i'll have some people that will book a year and a half out and they'll do like the i have a package called the essentials package which we're basically there to kind of guide the wedding planning process and then get super hands-on you know closer to the wedding but when they book a year and a half out i have to kind of you know know my boundaries and what I've been hired to do and just kind of, you know, be patient and wait until we get closer to to get like super involved, you know. Right. But in the meantime, we can build that relationship and um, I think it's really important with clients to have a, a relationship of trust, respect, and that allows us to come in and do a really good job the day of so, the event too. So a lot of a lot of organizations are going in the software as a service model. Like we have these templates, and if you don't fit into the template, then you know it's 100% custom and mm-hmm. and all those things. So, have you found the packages or the custom uh, the custom experience is easier to manage? I think it's a combination of everything to to get that ideal end result. Um, Because even when we have the packages and the templates and different things, um, like any emails that I have, they're templates, right? So I just have a certain time that that email will go out, but I'll still customize it based on who's receiving it and taking into account, you know, me knowing who they are and what they're expecting. Um, And so it's just kind of this 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 blend um, to to get where we need to be, and again, the end result is is creating that experience. Yeah. So, however that looks, that we can make it work the most efficient way possible is what we try to do. Yeah, because that's what Sean and I talk about. It's like our world and architecture is actually changing from this kind of templated form mm-hmm. to every client is different. Every mm-hmm. client's unique. Every yeah. client has their own wants, needs, their own schedules, everything. So, almost every project is custom Mm -hmm. to that client. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. I would think every client you have would be almost custom. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And and how much is repeat business, too? I mean, do you... Um, 
So for corporate events, we have a few um, corporate clients that are repeated. And then, of course, through the venues, there are certain groups that will book, you know, like holiday parties the same time every year. Um, and that's been a really neat process now that we're three years in to have worked with some people, especially through Sauce. You know, this is our third year in a row. So um, that's been pretty neat. Um, I've had a couple wedding clients where um, we'll do um, – they'll have – multiple um there's one family i know they had three daughters and so each year we've had a wedding for each daughter which has been really a really neat experience as well so so tell us i mean you're from evansville um you know um born and raised go you go to usi ue graduate work there tell us uh how that has shaped how that community experience has impacted your professional career Mm, yeah um so I think one thing to know in addition to the education is I started working at Starbucks my first my freshman year of college. Okay. It's also why I didn't play tennis all throughout was because I was working full time. So yeah. it was a it was a little much I learned. Um, yeah, uh, it was good good for that time, but it was uh, not sustainable for for me. Um, but working at Starbucks really taught me a lot about company culture and people in a way that I had never really experienced before, and um, I, I would plan events there just as like different fundraisers um, and then would host coffee tastings and bring people together and a lot of what I do now is what I was doing then but I didn't realize it um, and so then through my education you know I, I, uh, I got a business degree at USI and then um, I ended up teaching at Ivy Tech for um, several semesters and that's you know why I ended up going to UE to get my graduate degree so right. I could teach and then yeah. life took me a different way and um, I don't know a lot of the time too I kind of felt like I didn't know my path, but, you know, now looking back, I was obviously on the right one the whole time, Yeah. you know, but, and so I kind of keep that perspective in mind now with everything that I do professionally and personally. Life's a journey. Yeah. Not a destination. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So any uh, core values from that, that you can say come from our community that, that goes with you on a, a daily basis? I know, uh, Evansville, you know, Evansville is in the heart of Midwest. Everybody talks about, you know, was was that Midwest hardworking? Is is that something that you've taken away from the community, or or just innovation? What? Yeah. So as far as community values, I'm not really sure. Um, but I know you and I chatted briefly about values right before yeah. this. Um, values, I think, are one of the most important things that individuals can uh, define and learn about themselves. Um, so. And I think that what makes a community's values come together, each of those individuals' values coming together to work. Um, so for me, I'm, my, my values are self-discipline and courage. So those are the, the filters that I operate through. Um, and then City Social, I actually, we have values as well. They're in, integrity and collaboration. So the idea with that is, it, I guess, is would parallel to the idea of a community having values. Because the idea of City Social is all the associates that work at City Social, whatever values they bring to the table, we then use our collaborative values with the collaboration and yes. act with integrity when we're in the community and working with clients. So, And having those, I'm sure the client experiences mm-hmm. has went what was already great mm-hmm. to phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And I guess... If I were, for me, from my perspective, defining community values, I would have to line line it up with the Ease for Everyone initiative, yeah. um, that connect, contribute, celebrate component um, in that order. 
because when we connect with one another, we can't help but contribute to one another's lives, and then we can celebrate together. And it's this process, this, these values that consistently repeat themselves yeah. in action. So, so let's talk for a moment about design. Well, uh, kind of design experience. What's something you use every day? It's kind of one of my questions that you, is really well designed, and it can be anything. The first thing that comes to mind is what I just talked about was the gather software. Yeah. Um, as far as streamlining event planning processes, I think that's something that is incredibly well designed that I use every single day. And there are m- multiple different tools, electronic tools that I use for um, like time management and, and different things that I think are really effective. Um, this might not be the answer you're looking yeah. for, but one thing that helps me all the time is is just a notebook. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Notebooks yeah. are very yeah. well designed. We I love the blank blank space to write, yeah. jot yeah. down ideas, thoughts, whatever. So I, I use that. I write daily. I mean, that question is more meant to be to just think about the little details because mm-hmm. I, to me the well does anything well designed is about the details mm-hmm. it's anybody can just throw a notebook out there but the really yeah. well designed notebook yeah. that the moleskin you know something like that where they <laughs> yeah. actually think about mm-hmm. hey how does someone use this you yeah. know and that's when i think it's well designed yeah yeah we've heard everything from you know apple software to apple hardware to um actually the galaxy side of things on technology Mm -hmm. and then we've went all the way to keys like an actual key and how Uh, one key can impact an entire organization and Mm -hmm. uh, the infrastructure within it and everybody has their key Mm -hmm. but no one thinks about it no one thinks about it yeah so what's a uh as an event planner Mm -hmm. this may or may not be an easy question of what what what's a space that a building, a park, uh, just the space that uh, that you makes you emotional or, or is an experience for you mm. that you think about. So, I don't. I don't think this is a difficult question. Um, uh, my answer is uh, to me, space is energy. And so whenever we're creating event experiences and filling a space with people, there's a certain energy that is manifested. And, you know, that's something that we try and and craft and create in advance. But sometimes uh, for me, um, and I I love event planning from the perspective that I can kind of, I can be there and kind of help it operate. I like to be behind the scenes. Um, I'm I'm a very social person as well, but I, I really prefer to be on the the other side just kind of monitoring and so sometimes for me those moments where I can become emotional is whenever um, I can I can feel the energy that I know my client and I envisioned together you know and even kind of seeing them seeing clients lose um, lose track of of the fact that they're they're hosting an event and they become a part of it yeah Um, to me that's those are emotional moments and so they kind of sneak up on me Um, there's not really I mean like weddings there are there have been various different times throughout the day whenever I'm just you know kind of present there that I'll kind of something will kind of catch me differently mm-hmm. but there's not a specific moment for each event that would just make me emotional yeah. it's just and, yeah I mean buildings are nothing without the people so absolutely. I mean it absolutely mm-hmm. is the same way in our world yeah. you don't design the building mm-hmm. you design the building for the people yeah. that are going to be inhabiting it using it yeah absolutely Creating those feelings at the end, you know, as Leslie said, 
in the beginning, like mm-hmm. her definition, that the feeling of, of what's taking place, mm-hmm. you know, in there. So buildings are, are structural objects that are designed for creating those experiences. Um, you know, 10 years ago, the world looked like a different place. Uh, digital wasn't ingrained in, in everything. How has that, uh, how has that changed the way you create your experiences for your client, digital, everything? Mm, yeah. So since I started, I've, I've had access to a lot of different digital tools. So I, but I don't know, I think it, it being digitally connected helps with not only the streamlining and the efficiency of the planning. Um, I know for wedding clients, it helps them stay more connected to people with getting information to and from family members and friends and um, helps alleviate stress in the process. Um, I think there are fewer unknowns whenever people are digitally connected um, especially if they're aware of the tools that they're using. Um, I'm able, I work with a lot of, a lot of my wedding clients have actually been not in Evansville. So there'll be people that live, um, you know, I had someone in North Carolina, someone in New York, and um, yeah. it's it makes it so easy to be connected to them. Um, and then, and their their weddings were in Evansville. So it was, it was they lived elsewhere, came back here. But um, yeah, it made all of those those tools made it very doable to still build that relationship with them, you know, do FaceTime meetings yeah. or Google Hangout and still get done what we needed to. So how do you utilize, you know, in our world, and I'm sure it's the same in your world, digital is great, mm-hmm. right? But it's also evil because everybody can get on the internet and here's 50,000 things that I want to do for my wedding or for this. And how do you how do you help them whittle that down to what they want for their experience and not necessarily, yeah, that's someone else's experience. Mm-hmm. That I, That's great, but let me take it and transform it to your experience. Yeah, I um so one of the things I do is is coming back to their vision um because uh, you know Pinterest boards especially, you know, oh, people yeah, have their yeah. Pinterest boards yeah. and they have so many different things <laughs> and a lot of times um for me when I review a Pinterest board that a client sends me, I'm not necessarily looking at the specific details. I'm looking for the feeling, you yeah. know, and and looking for, you know, trying to um kind of separate separate emotion from it and look at it objectively and kind of see like what what feeling are they trying to create you know not how does it make me me feel emotionally per se but what are they like what are they trying to tell me with all these pictures putting it together um so for me it's it's kind of coming back to that that convert just a conversation with them so you know and kind of just asking questions based on what they're showing me that they want and trying to kind of to develop a path from that so which makes it i think a little bit um quote-unquote easier in a sense because you're then you're not focused on each tiny detail you're focused on the bigger picture so same thing in our world (laughs) it's all all the same so is pinterest a tool that that your clients have brought to you as a as a visual board if you will or is that something that that you took to them is it does everybody show up with a 
No, not everyone. Um, a lot of wedding clients will just have their own. Yeah. And so whenever they have one, I'll ask to um, have them share that with me. Yeah. Um, whenever I first started the business, I, you know, I thought I had to have a Pinterest account for City Social, and I needed to do all these different things, and you know, put that out in the world so people could see Theme. all, yeah. yeah, these themed ideas. But it, be, it was one of those things I was doing for the sake of doing it because I thought that's what I needed to do. Yeah. To be competitive, and and you know, and and. Um, Raise awareness. Sure, and yeah, raise yeah, and, and that, but that didn't align with my values or who right. I am or what I do. Yeah. Um, and and I don't want to tell you what you need. I want you to tell me what you see. And so that method has been way more effective. Um, and I also um, like themes for events. I thought I needed to, you know, focus on themes at the very beginning of this as well. But I've learned throughout this process that there is no theme. The theme is you. Yeah. You know, I mean, you you guys are. In, branding and, and design right like it's that's the same thing with events like the the brand is you and that's that's what we're bringing out so yeah back uh in a former agency world we would deal with uh high profile pharmaceutical companies and and everything seemed to be a theme it was like you know casino night or you know uh miami vice night and and everything had to, had to you know, in their mind, connect with whether it was what that theme was and every video and all those things. Mm -hmm. and, and it was really the education to them that it's really how this brand and how your your staff and how your team mm -hmm. connects with that theme and how you translate it into your not how you bring this outside one time, like large multi-million dollar national sales event to come together and then all of a sudden, everybody's the A team, you know. Like there's a Mr. T, and like no, it's like taking Mr. T's, you know, his passion and his, and and how can that help you go out? And yeah, the the themes, uh, I think they can. Everybody can get caught up in them. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean, that's the beautiful part about events too, is showcasing who you are. You know, especially like corporate clients. I've you know had people when we're doing the events like, well, what are our colors going to be? What colors do we use? And so the the question that I always go back to then is like, well, what are your brand colors? Yeah. You know, what does your logo look like? What does the interior of your space look like? That's what we need to work with. It needs to complement who you are. You know. So. Yeah, and all tie together. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at um, how that individual connect, like how are you using all those things, whether it be digital or, you know, pen, how are you using all that today to help tell your story? Like what is, how are you going out and you're in consumer today? How are they experiencing City Social and Leslie before they even meet you? What's that uh, client journey, if you will, okay. to get to know City Social? And I think a lot of it is uh, we're, I try to stay active on Instagram. So, um, you know, if, if they're online seeing different things on Instagram, I try and share stories. Um, but a lot of the connections, that, that process starts with word of mouth. Um, most of the people that we end up working with have been referred or know me um, or, or, you know, know my friends or colleagues in the community. And so the the process, it, it starts there. Um, and then it, it continues with connection, you know, meeting face-to-face, -face, getting to know one another. Um, and you know, whenever we do consultations too, I I see it as a um, I'm not tr just trying to get business. You know, I want yeah. to be a good yeah. fit for what you need, and I'm not the best fit for what some people are wanting. Um, you know, especially with I think I mentioned like boundaries earlier and talking about like the best modes of communication and when we're available. You know, I'm I'm not th my style is not to be. Um, you know, if your event is a year away, my style is not to be available at nighttime. 
a year in advance, you know? And so, yeah. and, but some people want that or some people oh, sure. need that. And I totally understand it. It's just not my style. Um, and so it's just kind of figuring out who we are and how we'd work together. And um, yeah. And then if, if clients end up booking, it's, you know, using all those tools throughout the process, however that looks. So it's amazing when you say that, like the, the phone, like you have set the boundary. So like everybody immediately thinks it seems like today in this 24 seven, 365 world that, that, that connection to, you have to be on all the time and your phone and in that, you know, you can send me a text at three o'clock in the morning. That experience is, is not something maybe that, that we need to be offering. I was just on a uh, on a web listening to a webinar, and it kicked off with we were talking we were talking with a European manufacturer, mm-hmm. and we're talking. He's like, we're getting into the holidays, and you guys are still working, and and yeah, it was you know it was from the the leadership. They were like. Yeah, we work all the time. There's no question. So mm-hmm. that might not be the best experience for mm-hmm. for you, and then that translates into for your customers, and then the service they get. I'm sure is then yeah. affected. Well, by I that. think it's amazing how you, when you talk about how you're tailoring this and you're you're setting boundaries and expectations, mm-hmm. I just feel like right now that's a whole market yeah. where people are teaching other like we have architects out there teaching other architects how to. Mm-hmm. do what you're talking about like mm-hmm. no no you tell the client up front this is the expectation you want package yeah. a you want package b yeah. or c and this is what comes with it right yeah. because otherwise it's just like oh whatever and, yeah. and then you gotta learn what the client wants and needs and sometimes you're halfway through the project and you're like this is not a good fit it yeah. shouldn't have done this and so i think that it's a challenge yeah right? yeah how is that uh shaped i mean How's that enhanced your client experiences just up front oh, since um, 2016? Did, in 2016, were you phone on all the time, send me a text, like emails, I'll answer them whenever, call me? Yeah, yeah, I was. And I, I think I was quickly approaching burnout very, like, yeah. within like the first six months because without having those boundaries and especially being self-employed and not having um, that societal um, work life, you know, there it's it's very difficult to maintain work life balance. And for me, just as a person, I mean, I I very much value my um, my personal time and the time that I need to recharge or um, do nothing a lot of times um, just to just to kind of regroup and and recalibrate. And I also respect my clients time you know i i want um i want to operate within those business hours and you know i'll even tell people you can contact me if you think of something like at night send it my way i'll just not respond until the next day and we know that about each other and even like um if i'm taking time out of the office which it's funny when you start a business you think like oh i can have all the vacation time in the (laughs) world but then you then you get going and you're like Oh, oh, what's vacation? What is um, yeah, <laughs> but if I do go out of town or do anything, you know, I'm I, like I said before, communication is so important. I'm I try to be very diligent in telling people, even if they have a, a an event six months to a year from now, like, hey, this is where we're at with planning. I'll be out from this date to this date. If you need anything, send it my way. I'll get back to you, you know, whenever I can. Yeah. Um, and I have. I have some flexibility within those boundaries too. If you know, um, if you have a wedding next week and um, something comes up at seven p.m. with a vendor, like I'm, I'm going to handle that. But it's it's more time appropriate, and I'll use my judgment, yeah. and they'll know. And that's part of the 
I've learned building that relationship of trust with my clients. You know, they'll know throughout that process that if I don't respond right away during certain times, they know why. Yeah. And they respect that, and I respect them for respecting that, and it's a, a good experience. Checking it off the list, right? Yeah. Everything is checking it off the list. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, mm-hmm. you can send me all you want, yeah. but if I'm off, I find technology is beneficial for cleaning out the clutter. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I might not respond to people over the holidays if I'm taken off my phone's on the counter I don't do that but then when I get a few moments I can sit there and quickly delete the clutter Mm -hmm. so when I come back to work following a vacation or whatever I'm not dealing with all this clutter and that's why I find it most beneficial I guess yeah so connecting you talked about core values and you talked about uh you know how how is your personal passions and and really defining what those are affected your in service your in product the the end yeah um it affects everything um to me um like personally um doing inner work and knowing who you are and yourself is one of the most important things that we can do i think that when we connect to ourselves we can then connect with other people um and so me knowing who i am and still learning that every day um it allows me to be able to create boundaries and it allows me to be able to have relationships with people that are are trusting and respectful and i, I think I mean, I keep coming back to that trust and respect. I think when you yeah. have those those two things in any relationship, especially a, a client relationship, that does impact the overall result, you know, however that ends up looking. So, and especially with events, you know, things don't always go as planned and that's part of it. And I try and communicate that to people because part of our job too is to, to problem solve. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, on site at an event, yeah. especially weddings, there's always something that goes wrong quote-unquote um but they trust me they i know what they want i know what they want to feel so if you know if i need to make a decision that day i'll make a decision they trust me to do it we'll figure it out and so yeah but it all comes that comes with trusting myself too which is part of the inner work it just all part of the process so yeah kind of glanced at the time and i know we want to be yeah. respectful of your time and everything but we still haven't talked about bear crawling like how how is that i mean what what is it one i'm assuming it's like a race event or something but yeah no so a bear crawling is like a full body exercise <laughs> and yeah. so i do the obstacle course racing and yeah. um we have a group that trains uh once a week and anyone's welcome to go we've got people of all different um like athletic abilities and it's you know show up as you are with what you have and we all work together um bear crawling is one of those exercises that we do um you can google it it's really not fun um it's <laughs> but i uh I, I love a good challenge and it's yeah. it's one of those um bear crawls humble me <laughs> and so i even like to bear crawl with like a uh, weight on my waist Ooh. um every once in a while bear crawl down a hill um that's incredibly painful um recently i actually bear crawled down a hill to the point of tears but it was like this this um (laughs) i don't know like emotional experience and you learn a lot about yourself and it it helps me um doing all the physical activity helps me kind of test test my boundaries and test my um my drive and my um my motivation and i don't know it pushes me in a different way that i can then carry over into different aspects of my life so well, I think it's one of those things, mind, body, and spirit always come to mind. Mm-hmm. And that, and when people lose those connections, it's like a three-legged stool. If you lo- if you don't have it, if you're not stable in all of them, or you don't mm-hmm. have it all, it, yeah. you're going to be unbalanced. Yeah. And I think people forget that, especially in our TV world and 
phone world where we yeah. just sit on our bums and yeah. veg out. Yeah, the Christmas present is right there, and mm-hmm. like it's just a click away. And why, <laughs> why? Why do we have to wait? And and, yeah. and all those things trying to educate the the youth. You know, of course, it's nice not being on Burkhardt at Christmas time. You know, yeah, <laughs> with yeah. that mess and traffic. <laughs> how do we lie. fix that? Right? What, what process? How do we change that experience over there? Oh Lord, <laughs> I think it's I think it's changing the experience in our minds. It, right? Yeah, like it being, is if a you're challenge. In traffic, I mean, kind of being present with it. Well, being here long yeah, enough and you right. watch it move from Green River Road, now it's Burkhart. And I, yeah. I definitely would say no stoplights would help the experience. <laughs> yeah, big, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like where, where Leslie was going. Maybe just my experience with I don't need to get there that quickly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's others that, you know, have that commute home and it's two hours and mm-hmm. that's daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do you use use it? That's it's good. It's an opportunity to listen to some podcasts, right? Yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh-huh. Download oh. it. <laughs> yeah, download now. Listen to this. Like it. I walk in the door. Sure. And like, okay, Dad, go ahead. Tell us what you heard on the podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's. Well, you have to teach it. I mean, if you listen and you believe, like, you're like, oh, that's something that I, I need to be able to communicate. So yeah. the one thing is, is if you listen to it, right, and you don't, then mm-hmm. if you don't know it enough to then communicate it, yeah. have you learned it? So I'm, I'm always like, I listen to this, and this is, the, this is the core of, of the message, and if we do this, yeah. they're like. I don't want to hear another thing. <laughs> like when you walk in the door, don't, yeah. Not one more podcast thing, Dad. Yeah, it's, yeah. So, all right. We're, we're getting there. Uh, end of end of time here. What person, product, brand, you know, community, who has it, has their experience all the right way? What is your favorite? Oh. Yeah, who's, who's leading the way in holistic design experiences? Mm-hmm. As an absolute, I think that there are a lot of, I, I don't think I can answer this as an absolute, but yeah. someone that's been incredibly impactful for me is, is one of my best friends, Matt Wagner. Um, he's a designer in the community and um, just he and I do a lot of inner work together and he keeps me accountable um, to live into my values and he does the obstacle course racing yeah. um, we have a group of friends that, that does that, but um, him as a designer um, and, and as a problem solver, um, has helped shape how I uh, think about design and about experience Um, because that's, I mean, he does, he does branding and that's what he does. He creates, creates space and creates energy. And what he does for his branding clients is very similar to what I do Mm -hmm. with my event planning clients. And he has been an incredible mentor for me throughout this journey. So Matt is an exceptional, that is a great uh, choice. Well, and that's really, I mean, that's really sums up, our whole podcast experience mm-hmm. and what we're—I mean, how we all cross over everything. Everything you talk about is everything that I do yeah. in the architecture world with clients, mm-hmm. and and you're building. And same with Matt, it's like mm-hmm. you're building this experience and their brand. Yeah. you're not just making a space. Anybody can yeah. do that. It's amazing how our our consumer journey, whether you know it, it be a, a corporate event or a, a wedding or building the next. Uh, physical space or the next like how we are all converging in one space around one word and that's that's why the at 530 on main uh, podcast came up I listened to so you know listen to Mike as as a colleague and we hear these these things and you know is it design build and are we you know the internet of things and and everyone is converging around Mm -hmm. you know 
that that yeah. end result of what's expected from the, the consumer, and that's great. Yeah. And one other thing I'd, I'd like to mention, especially with Matt, I've been fortunate enough recently um, to work with his team at the Courthouse Creative. Yeah. Um, we have a mutual client, Camelot, and we've worked with them to rebrand and incorporate events into into the rebrand to tell their story in a very different way. Yeah. So it's not only been an opportunity to live into my values with City Social with the yeah. collaboration, um, working with them, but um, it's just so many different pieces of everything that we've even talked about today have just like come together throughout that process. So um, it's been it's been a really unique experience, and I learned so much from him and his team just at, during client meetings. You know, yeah. it's yeah. it's incredible to be a part of that and be a witness to what what him and his team are doing in the in the community every day. Yeah, and you will have a new experience at the courthouse soon. Be done oh. here in March. Oh, the, yeah, that's right. The Wedgwood Room and the probate yeah. court are being redone. So if anybody's had events there, they'll yeah. get to experience something new. So, yeah. last, well, second to last question: What's the one thing that that you're you're looking forward to next year? Hmm. I haven't set any goals. Um, I <laughs> as of now, um, but I don't know. I'm excited to see. To see where City Social continues to go, what I can continue to do personally, um, I'm excited to continue making connections in the community, um, working on myself, and um, yeah, just working with other people. Um, I know 2020 is the vision, right? And yeah. um, so I don't know, take reevaluating personal vision and seeing where I can can kind of go with that. And um, yeah, it's a very vague answer. No, but it it's what everyone's doing, yeah. right? Or yeah. should be doing, right? For the listeners out there, how do they connect with you? How can they, uh, you know, personally, professionally within the community? How can they? Uh, how can they look you up? Yeah, um, I think Instagram is a good way. It's um, city. I'll have to look. I think it's city social events um, at city social events, uh, and then on Facebook or city social EVV. Um, when I started City Social, the domain wasn't available. Now it is, so we got City Social Events, citysocialevents.com, right. um, if you wanted to connect there. Um, and then, yeah, just it, I, I love sitting down, talking, community connection, anything. So even if you don't have an event you're wanting to plan, just, you know, feel free to reach out. If you have questions about anything we've talked about today, I love talking about values. Mm-hmm. I just sent Sean a values uh, worksheet before we got started. Absolutely. So I can send you that too. Um, yeah, City Social Events is that, that's the handle on Instagram. So Renee Brown, it's been a, a big topic of conversation with Matt, Leslie, myself yeah. uh, over the last year. So as yeah. I get to as I get to know Leslie and, and actually reconnect with Matt, I haven't talked to him in a long time. You know, we had a I don't know. It's been like eight months to a year, that, and then all of a sudden, boom! Uh, one conversation led into many more and many more in this space, and it's been awesome uh, reconnecting with him as well. So, uh, everyone, we would like to thank you once again for tuning in to the uh, tuning in. Like we're on the radio. Uh, no, we're on iTunes. I'm sure <laughs> we're on uh, we're on the website. Uh, we're on uh, Google Play, whatever you're listening to. But thanks for joining us on the At 530 on Main podcast here in the Extension Studio. Please like, share, let everybody know. Leave a review. We don't care if it's a one, a five. We want it to be authentic, whatever you think we need to uh, improve on. Give us some new ideas. Say who's who needs to be on on the show. Uh, love to hear back from everyone. Mike, uh, 
Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, share with us how your experience is with bear crawling now that we know what that is. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, um, well, it is the holidays here. I don't know if it'll be the holidays when you actually hear this, uh, but uh, please like, share, get the word out there. And Leslie, thank you so much for spending uh, time with us here at F530 on Main. Yeah, thank you guys thank you. so much. All right. That's a wrap. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of At 530 on Main, hosted by Sean Collins and Mike Davis. Please leave us a review and share your thoughts on today's episode. Let us know how you've been inspired or what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you've enjoyed the conversation, help us spread the word. Share us on your social channels. Message a friend. Rate the podcast. Without you, this experience would not be possible.